are listening to the weekly message at Woods Chapel Blue Springs, where it doesn't matter who you are or where you are coming from, everyone is included, accepted, and loved. For more information, please visit us at woodschapelbluesprings.org. Uh, my name is Michael Scott, and I'm the pastor here at Woods Chapel Blue Springs. And we are back in our space. I'm not sure who's excited about that, but I'm pretty stoked about that. Yes! Now, those of you who are watching from home, I know there's a larger crowd watching from home than in the space this morning. What we've done is we have uh, asked some of our leaders to come in. And some of our leaders and some of our servers who, uh, so we can come and kind of warm back up our space a little bit and to be here to ease into what church is going to look like. So that by the end of the month, our goal is that we'll be open to the public. And then we'll have all the bugs worked out. I know already on Facebook, uh, a lot of you that are watching from home, we already, it went down once already, so uh, bear with us there. But I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be here. I can't tell you what a joy it is. Oh. I can't tell you what a joy it is to be back in front of people and just to be back in this space. I love our church, and even, I'm a pastor, and even me, even me, I, I've, I didn't realize how much I missed just being in this space and being around you all, and, and it's amazing, and I'm excited to be here, and today we're going to talk about change, we're going to talk about things we can do differently, that just like that video said, ministry is going to look a lot different as we go back, and some of you are going to come back into the space, some of you that are watching from home are going to be watching from home for some time, and I want to talk about what it looks like going forward. Who and what our church is going to be and how things are going to be different than they are today. Now, a lot of you, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you know that we just got back from vacation. That's why I'm all nice and dark and tan right now. Uh, we went to South Carolina, so we love the beach. And when we go on vacation, we usually go to a beach. Now, there's seven of us. So my oldest daughter and her boyfriend and my wife and uh, my son Brian and my middle daughter Kylie and my youngest Kira, seven of us load up into the minivan and we just drive away. And we drive and drive and drive, and I'm a crazy person, so we like drive through the night. And the point is that I want to be there. We left on a Friday at 10 o'clock, and I want to be there by 6 o'clock the next morning so I can watch the sunrise on the beach. And so we make it to Myrtle Beach by 6.30, and the sun's coming up, and I'm excited and I'm ecstatic. And we spend our first day on the beach. We can't even check into our condo until like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But we have all of our swimsuits ready, and we go and we get them on, and we spend the day at the beach. Now, South Carolina right now is shut down, like way more shut down than we are. So they can't do anything. There's no attractions. And so it was wonderful because instead of getting up and doing things every day, I got up, I walked out my back door to the beach, I sat there, I walked back into my condo, I ate dinner, and then we did nothing. It was great. It was wonderful. So now we're at the beach, and my son Brian is right here, and uh, Brian and I are talking. And we're at the beach one day, and we're just we're talking, you know, he's, he's 14. Okay? And so we're talking about girls, and he's single right now, you know, he's not dating anybody, whatever dating means at 14. And, um, and we're, we're on the beach, and we're talking about girls, right? He's like, ooh, that girl's cute over there. I'm like, go talk to her. He's like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, go talk to her. Go get her number. And so he goes, I'll go talk to her. So he stands up, right? And he goes over, and he's like, you know, start talking. He's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, thank you. Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, I heard a little chatter, and I heard something about Snap. And I'm like, Snap, what are you doing over there? And he comes back. I was like, did you get her number? He's like, no. I was like, what do you mean? You went talk to her, you talked to her, so you can get her number, right? To talk to her. No, we just exchanged Snapchats. You exchange what? It's like, listen, you wanna know how you're getting old? You're getting old when you look at your kids and you look at the people and you go, you know, back in my day, 
And other people say, listen, this is not what we do. When you're, you're you know, you want to date someone, you want to talk to them, whatever you go to them. And, and I said, this is what I used to do. You, know, you go up and you, you look lost and you go up to someone, you look up and you go, hey, uh, excuse me, ma'am, I lost my phone number. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> this is what, this is, this is how you get a girl's phone number. And he's like, oh, we don't get each other's phone numbers. I'm like, what do you, what, how do you talk? He goes, well, you know, we just take our phones and we snap pictures and we, we send them to each other. I'm like, there's no, there's no community in that. There's no conversation. How are you going to have, well, dad, we're fine. This is what we do. And I'm sitting there realizing how ancient and outdated I am, first of all. And secondly, it just occurred to me that, you know what? We have to start doing things different. If you can't even get a girl's phone number today, like, right? I'm like, that was the simplest, basic thing. And it just, it made me think that the way we do things is changing. It was already changing before COVID and all this other stuff. But the way we're doing stuff, we have to adapt and change. And we have to think of things differently, even if it's not the same way that we would have done it before. Because I would have never, well, one, I don't, I think I have Snapchat. I don't use it, but I think it's on my phone. Um, I would never have thought uh, to engage in conversation with somebody uh, via an app or engage in some kind of relationship with somebody in a different way. This morning, I want to talk about new ways in which we engage, new ways in which we're going to communicate with each other, new things on the horizon. And I honestly believe that our church exists for one reason. And we just came out of a service series where we talked about life as a journey. We talked about how roads, um, that everything that we, that we are on, all life is a journey and a path, and that we're all headed to the same direction. And the thing that we are headed to is what we, we call God, right? We can't quite describe God. We don't quite know uh, how to talk about him, how to, how to do this. But there's this thing that this energy, this love, this kindness, this greatness, and this thing we call God. And there is this thing that connects us, that brings us all together. We call that the Holy Spirit. And then, then God is manifest in this guy named Jesus Christ. And he shows us how to love and how to be kind. And our job isn't to just meet needs of people. Our job isn't to just employ people or meet their needs or to make you feel better about a certain thing or to educate people. Those are all things that we do. But the church exists to help people to be on a pathway to being better people. And we describe that in ways as loving God by doing what? By loving others. And so the church exists to help people along on a pathway. There's plenty of nonprofits that meet needs. There's plenty of education centers that educate people. There are plenty of there's government that's supposed to protect us and provide for the common welfare, right? There's plenty of companies that employ. We do all those things, but our sole thing, our most important thing, is that we help people along in their journey and in their path towards a relationship with God and each other. Towards, that means being better people, being better human beings. There's nothing else in our cultures and our society that encourage people to be better people. I don't find anything. I only find that the church does this. And so that is why we exist. And so if you know that if life is about a pathway, then we have to create new paths for people to connect, for people to, to educate themselves, for people to, all the things I just mentioned. We have to do new things. Now this is nothing new. Uh, Jesus literally taught us to try new things. When Jesus shows up on the scene, there's 700 and some odd different laws and commandments. And Jesus comes and says, you know, those are great. But I want to teach you to think about something in a different way. I want to teach you to love each 
each other. What changes people is by loving them, not by following a set of rules. And so Jesus comes on the scene, the scene and says, no, not like this, but like this. And over and over and over in Jesus' ministry, he encourages people to try and to do things differently than how they've done them before. And so this morning, I want to talk about Simon. Now, Simon, Jesus renames Peter. Um, Peter simply means rock, right? So the way I see it is Peter was the original rock, not Dwayne Johnson, like Peter. Peter's the rock. Uh, if you know anything about Catholicism, um, Catholicism, all popes, like their lineage, or, or at least their, how they're ordained and how they're um, lifted up into leadership, is there's a lineage that all come from Peter. And so, uh, but Peter's name is Simon, Jesus calls him Peter later on, but um, in Luke 5, uh, Jesus encounters Peter, and Peter is a fisherman. Now, Peter's the first disciple. Peter's the one uh, that uh, Jesus kind of says, you know, listen, you're in charge here. Feed my sheep. Go take care of him. But in Luke 5, he meets Peter for the first time, and they're out fishing uh, on a boat, and Jesus is on shore. Jesus is teaching people. Jesus then gets on the boat, and he, and he preaches a sermon from a boat, right? And so one of my asks this morning is the church buys a boat so I can start preaching from a boat. And so that's different, right? That's, that's a new way to stick. We're not going to do that. But this is what Jesus does. He preaches from a boat. He, he goes out, and um, uh, Jesus says, you know, have you caught any fish? And they're like, no, Jesus, we've been fishing all night, no fish. And he goes, all right, go down a little further and let your nets down. And they caught uh, a bunch of fish, and um, Jesus, they go back to shore, and, and Peter, it, uh, Simon is like, this is incredible. This is, this is amazing. And Jesus says, if you think that's amazing, he goes, come follow me. I will teach you how to fish for people, right? I will teach you to be a fisher of men. It's actually what Jesus says. But he's inviting uh, Peter to think of life differently. You know how to fish. You know how to feed yourself. But I want to teach you something else. So that's Jesus' first encounter. They're out fishing. This is what they do. Jesus is trying to teach them. I'm going to teach you something new. I'm going to teach you something different. Now, what I'm going to read today from the Bible is from John 21. So Peter is one of Jesus' disciples. They go out um, and they do ministry uh, for several years. And they're all excited about it. Jesus is, like, sh shaking their world. He, he's, he's, he's turning things upside down. Life is crazy. And Jesus, uh, right before what I'm going to read in John 21, Jesus is murdered. Jesus is crucified on the cross. And Peter and the disciples are beside themselves. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to deal with this. They're uncertain. Their hope and their dreams lied within this man, and they had, even though he told them, I'm going to die, I'm going to do these things, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to do all this stuff, they didn't listen, they didn't believe him. And so, they find themselves in a place of not knowing what to do. Life is chaotic. Life has been turned upside down. They're upset. They're depressed. And what do we normally do when life gets difficult and complicated? We resort to what we know, right? We go to the safe place. We go back to the way, we, we try to do things the way we did them before. And Jesus addresses this. So, uh, if you read along with me this morning, I'm going to John 21, uh, starting with verse 2. It says, some of the followers were together. They were Simon Peter, called Didymus, uh, Nathaniel from Canaan of Galilee, the two sons of Zebedee, and two other followers. And Simon Peter said, I am going out to fish. So Peter's like, you know what, I'm sad, I'm upset, I don't have to do, Jesus has died, I'm, I'm going to go fish. It goes back to what he knows. The other followers said, we will go with you. 
So they went out and got into the boat. They fished that night, but caught nothing. You see a similar thing here. So they're out all night. They're fishing. They don't catch a dang thing. Early the next morning, so Jesus has died on the cross. Jesus stood on the shore. So they're out in the boat, and he's off on the shore. But the followers did not know it was Jesus. And he said to them, friends, have you caught any fish? They answered, no. He said, throw your net into the water on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they did this. They caught so many fish that they could not pull the net back into the boat. The follower whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Peter heard him say this, he wrapped his coat around himself. Now, I can't for the life of me figure out why Peter was naked. The next line is Peter taking all his clothes off. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know, maybe back then, if you fish somebody didn't catch anything, you had to take, like, like if you lost, like no fish, you got to take clothes. I don't know what the rules are. Um, I just read about them and read them to you. So Peter puts a coat back around himself, and he says, then he jumped into the water. The other followers went to the shore uh, in the boat, dragging in the net full of fish. They were not very far from the shore, about 100 yards. When the followers stepped out of the boat and onto the shore, they saw a fire of hot coals. There were fish on the fire, and there was bread. And Jesus said, bring some of that fish that you caught. Simon Peter went to the boat and pulled the net to the shore. It was full of big fish. There were 153. That's a very specific number. For those of you who don't know, like this is just a little tangent. John, the Gospels were written decades after these things happened. Sometimes there's details in here. I'm like, really? That's a very specific detail, John. You remembered 153 fish. That's very specific. All right. So 153 big fish. Even though um, there were so many, the net didn't tear, Jesus said to them, come and eat. None of the followers dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came, took bread, and gave it to them. And he also gave them fish. So here again, uh, Peter's beginning story is that when he starts to follow Jesus, when he starts his journey, when he starts on his path of being a better person, of loving God and loving others, he's out fishing. And Jesus invites him to think of fishing in a different way. Again, we get to the end. This is the very end of John. There's only a few more verses after that. This is the end of John's account. And one of the last encounters that Peter has with Jesus, again, he's fishing. And Jesus is saying, no, not like this, but like this. Jesus is inviting Peter to do life differently. Today, going forward, I believe we have to do life differently. We have to be willing to roll up our nets, per se, and to throw them on the other side of the boat. I believe Jesus is calling us to do that. And that's uncomfortable. That's going to take a lot of courage. Things are going to look different. They're not going to look the same. We aren't going to go back to the way things were. That's going to be our default. That's what we want to do. We want to go back to the way that things were, but they're not going to be the same. And when I say that, I mean we have to find new ways in which we can love people, connect with people, be kind to people. Because there's going to be some people that are going to be in front of us. Our old way was we got in front of people, we had conversations, and we talked to them, we reached out, we took care of them, we met their needs, we walked them through life's difficulties. And we connected through most people through big events. Our church is growing, one of the fastest growing churches, and we've grown and grown and grown all through big events where we get 1,000 or 2,000 people in our field or our parking lot at Oktoberfest or for our Easter egg hunt or for something at Christmas or a kickoff of summer. We won't be able to do those things anymore. Connecting with others, connecting with God is going to look different. And it needs to look different. Honestly, it was already changing. You know, the church is notorious for about 10 to 20 years behind the rest of culture. Right? Maybe the church should have its own Snapchat account. I don't know. But 
we are not good at adapting. And some of these changes were already happening before we started. Now I want to take you back to my vacation. So uh, Brian and I and my kids, uh, Kylie and Kieran and Angelica, were, were at the ocean one day. And if you've ever been to the beach, because uh, you know the storm was getting ready to roll in. I think there's a storm going through now, a tropical storm, maybe it's a hurricane. I'm not sure. But we uh, were on the beach one day, and most of the time we have a green flag. Green flag out on the beach means things are cool, right? It's not this, the waves aren't too hard, they're not too heavy, they're not too high, the undertow's not too bad. And then you have a yellow flag, which means caution, be careful, then you have a red flag. Well, we're out one day, and the flag had gone from green to yellow, which means fun time for us, right? So we go out, and uh, I'm a crazy person, and I can never learn. Every year, I, everyone knows I'm obsessed with green, right? I have this obsession with green, I have these green sunglasses that I wear all the time. And every year, I, I go out there thinking, you know, I'll just hold on to them. They're not going to fall off my face. And what do I do every year? Every year, I go out to the beach, and some crazy wave smacks me in the back of the head, and they go, my sunglasses, and we can't find them. So I'm out there again, and I get smacked with this big old wave, and there goes my sunglasses. And actually, it hit me so hard, I like tumbled over and did a, a little flip in the water. And uh, of course, the kids have these little boards. I'm going to call them boogie boards, body boards, I don't know what they call them. And they're out there, and they're, they're on their boogie boards, and these waves are just coming. And sometimes, you know, that there's, there's a wave, and it hits you, and it smacks you, and it knocks you off guard, and it blows, what's happening? And before you can get your breath again, what happens? Another wave, bam, and then another wave, bam. And I feel like right now in our life, we have all these waves. We have COVID, we have race relations, we have a god-awful political year. Who's tired of politics? Every single one of us is tired of politics. I'm tired of it. I don't even want to have it. No, I'm going to say that. I'm done with it. I am done with some of the stuff that's happening right now. And you add it to the mix of an economy that's going to be, that is struggling, that's going to be, continue to be struggling. And now, it means now more than ever. Now more than ever, we need to be the kind of people that reach out and to love one another and to take care of each other. But we're exhausted, right? We feel these waves hitting us, smacking us over and over and over again. And I learned why we were planning these waves. That you can stand out there and you can try to stand in that wave and you can try to let it hit you, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win that wave, eventually it's going to win because you're not going to be able to breathe or it's going to knock you over, one of the two. So you have options. Now I love, I don't usually get on the boogie boards too much. I like to get to stand up there, you know, you can just kind of jump a little bit. And sometimes, if the wave's not too big, you just kind of jump and you just kind of float over the wave, right? It's kind of fun, it's peaceful, if they're not too big. Now my daughter Kira was out there, she's like, Dad, you're doing it wrong. So when the big ones come in, she taught me, she's like, you gotta dive and you gotta swim under the wave. And so sometimes we gotta, we gotta first see what's coming, and we gotta, we gotta avoid that wave, we gotta swim under it. And then there are times in our life where we gotta get on that board, we're gonna ride that wave all the way as far as it's gonna take us. Life right now is full of wave after wave after wave after wave. And we have to navigate these waves, these waters, differently than how we have navigated them in the past. I would just stand there and let them crash over me and over me and over me. We can no longer do that. We have to think of new ways and be diverse in which we, we well, probably ride the wave, but get through the waves. Now, during COVID, I hope all of you know that I was telling somebody at the door earlier, our ministry has increased during this. And what I mean by that is last year we had summer lunch program, and maybe we fed a couple hundred meals. We have fed children thousands and thousands of meals this summer. Like we have ramped up, we have started to do new things. A lot of you said to me, Mike, because we only broadcast through Facebook, right? I said, Mike, I don't have a Facebook account. Facebook is a dying thing. My kids don't have Facebook. They don't use that. So we started a YouTube channel. So now all of our content is on YouTube. 
Um, we start, I started, uh, I don't know, mornings with Mike, where I get up every single morning. I'm crazy, I get up at five o'clock in the morning, and in the mornings I get up and I do a little bit of devotion, and people have responded to that. These are new ways in which we are connecting with people. Now, going forward, we're gonna be trying more things. You know, right when the church shut down, so I believe we shut down in March, the exact same week, we've been planning for the last year to launch this thing called Home Church, where we were inviting people to gather in smaller groups in their homes to experience church that week. And of course, COVID hit and everything fell apart. But some stuff like this, there's going to be new ways of thinking about how we connect and communicate and how we reach out and how we love each other. I have told you since we started this church almost four years ago, our fourth birthday is here in a few weeks. And I have told you since we've started this, church is not about Sunday mornings. And now more than ever, church is not about Sunday mornings. Now, that is part of church. If, we're, if church is about being on a pathway in, in a direction and heading a certain direction and improving who we are and being better people, that is well, well, well beyond a Sunday morning worship service. So we have to think of new ways in which we can connect with one another, to help each other, to guide each other, to live life together, possibly in more of a digital format. And probably not as much as in person. You know, these seats would be full and packed normally on a Sunday morning. It may be a while before we get to that place. And so I need you all's help. You know, I've preached a sermon every year at our anniversary. I have preached a sermon about dreaming, was I think the first year, and about new things. This is the same sermon, similar sermon that I preach every year. And I invite you to think of new things. Anything that we have done here, our daycare, our garden, our any of the ministries, the major ministries that we have, our care portal uh, for taking care of kids in the adop adoption system. All those things came from me preaching a sermon, and then one of you, whether you're listening at home today or whether you're here in person, you sent me an email, because I invited you to. I said, send me an email. We have to think of new ways. What are your dreams? What are your hopes? And you send me an email. We sit down and say, okay, how are we going to fund this? How are we going to run this? How's this going to happen? And we start something new. Today, I'm asking you the same thing. Ministry, church, our focus and our future going forward is going to look different and I need your help. This can't fall on me and the one or two staff people we have here at church. So what I'm asking of you is to send me your ideas. What are new ideas we have? Now Allison, everyone knows Allison, Allison's in the back. Um, Allison and I, when we first shut down, the very first week that everything shut down, I preached to an empty room. And I got done and I went to Amy Bartlett and said, I'm not doing that again. I'm not preaching, that's the worst, that's awful. It's bad enough to preach to a camera, but to a big old empty room. Now, there's only about 40 or 50 of you here this morning, but um, it's, it's a lot better than having nobody here. And so we moved church to Allison's house, right? And uh, Todd kicked us out like after 10 weeks, and so I don't know what that was about. But, uh, but then we changed venues. We went to recording because we transitioned uh, Abby into Allison's role. We've been trying new things. New, 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 new things. Allison started our YouTube channel. Allison's taken over all of our digital marketing, uh, our Facebook, our YouTube channel. She does 45 seconds of fame. Uh, if you don't watch it, it's a lot of fun. She's ridiculous. And so, so there's a plug. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, but going forward, Allison and I, starting this Tuesday, are starting something new called Table Talk. So this is another way in which we're trying to reach people. Now, Sunday morning is worship, where we sing and we read from the Bible. And if you're a church person or have some kind of church background, that's normal to you. It's normal to sing songs 
to God, right? And uh, read about God. But if you're not a church person, and if you're watching today, and this is new to you, that might seem a little odd. And so what we're trying to do is expand our reach for new people. Normally, we would invite people to a fall fun fest on our property or an Easter egg or one of our big events. We have four big events a year. And normally they would come and they say, oh, this pastor's not too weird. That's not true. I'm pretty weird. But they get to meet you all. And say, these are just normal people. We're trying to live life. We're trying to help each other. We're trying to walk a path together. And that was our entry gate to reach new people. Well, now we're trying to do things in a digital format. So Allison and I are starting this thing called Table Talk. And we're going to do it right here in the makeshift studio. Um, we're going to sit at a table and we're just going to have a conversation and talk about maybe, maybe part of the sermon. But the bigger part of that is I want you to write questions. I want you to ask your friends. Uh, if you don't have atheist friends, agnostic friends, friends who aren't Christians, go find you some new friends. You shouldn't just surround yourself with people like you. I want to know, what do people want to hear about? What do people want to talk about? How can we talk about faith in our journey with God in a way that appeals to everybody? Because I believe it's life-changing. I believe it's paramount. I believe it affects who we are. And I believe that heaven and hell is something we can choose to live every day. And that being on a path towards God is choosing heaven today. And so I want those questions. Send me questions. I want to know what you want to talk about. Chime in. Noon, Tuesday, for 30 minutes, we're calling Table Talk, and we're just going to talk about real issues, things of life, but I want to hear your questions, I want to hear your ideas. Send me ideas for new ways in which we can reach people, and new ideas for ministry. Now, speaking of change, Jesus writes, like, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. Jesus is like, we got to do things differently. One of the things, if you can come to church here once a month, we have this thing called communion. And communion is simply a remembrance of what Jesus did with his friends right before he was taken and crucified. So Jesus sat down at a table with his friends, and they, uh, in their day, they had bread and they had wine. Uh, today, it would be margaritas and tacos, right? Well, in my house, it would be. Uh, for some of you, pizza and beer, that's what, that's what I always say. But, but Jesus had bread and wine. It was the staples of the day. And... He sat down, and they had a meal together. He said, now listen, you guys are going to do this, and you're going to do it often, because what do we all do? We all have to eat. And Jesus said, when you sit down, this is one of the best uh, communal things that you can do when you sit down, even if it's, if it's just your family. When you sit down to eat, think about me. Think about the life that I taught you. Think of the sacrificial life. And so he took bread, and he broke it, and he said, think of this as my body broken for you. Live that kind of life where you are broken for other people. He says, and then he, he had a glass, right? It would have been a chalice, something like this. He held it up and he blessed it. And he said, drink. Think of this as my blood that I'm giving for you. And so they passed it around and they ate it and they drank it. Now, if you're at home today and you're watching, I'm just going to invite you. Go get a biscuit some orange juice or some coffee and a piece of bacon. I don't care what it is. The important part about communion is that we remember that Jesus challenges us to do things differently. Not to overthrow governments. Not to go and buck the system. Yes, I'm speaking to some of you right now that want me to go buck the system if not wear masks. Or the other side of you that are like, we're not going to get to unless we, you know, everything's shut down. I'm, we don't exist to address the governments and stuff like that. We exist to love people. Jesus didn't come to overthrow those governments. Jesus came to say, live life differently. Think about it like this. And so if you're here this morning, or if you're at home, if you had a chance to grab some food, underneath all your chairs is one of these little things. 
This is the new way we're going to do communion because I can't have you come up and I can't serve and we can't dip it in the cup. It probably wasn't the most sanitary thing before, but you know, you're blessed. So, so like Jesus did, I'm going to invite you to get that out, whatever that is. And you're simply, I don't know how you open it, but there's a wafer up top that I can't get to. So, in theory, yeah, I can get to it. There we go. Those of you at home, get your biscuits. All right. Little wafer. Think of this as Jesus' body, right? Think of this as an invitation. Think differently about something. And you can open your cup or you can drink your coffee or your orange juice. Take a little sip. And remember that Jesus invites us to live a different kind of life. Jesus is inviting us to think of things differently. And going forward, I'm sorry to rip the band-aid off, but things aren't going to look the same as they did before. But I need your help. I need your support. I need you to be on board. Most important, I need your ideas. So as you eat, as you drink, as you think on ways to live a sacrificial life, I just ask that you send those ideas, send them to me, send them to Amy, who that is. And as you think on those things, let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you that we have the opportunity to think about life differently, to think about ministry differently, God. God, we know that you've invited us to cast our nets on the other side of the boat, to do something new, Embrace change. And God, not just for the sake of change, but for the sake of loving all people, regardless of what they think or believe. God, that you love all people and that we have the opportunity to walk life together. God, for some people that might look different. That might be through TV screen or telephone. God, help us to embrace those changes. Help us to have new ideas and new ways to help people along in their faith journey. God, as we think on these things, may you inspire us. May you inspire us to try to do new things. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you'll join us again next week.